Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Our gospel lesson for this morning comes from John, the first chapter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to, uh, said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because... Because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree, you will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Here ends our gospel lesson. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. <clears throat> well, I forgot to mention in announcements, the sort of Elephant in the room, or on the roof, as it were, <laughs> in the high winds on Wednesday. Some paneling just took all sorts of shingles and flopped them over on the southwest corner of our church roof here. So that was fun that it happened in the middle of January. Uh, many thanks once again. Uh, Gordon Granley put in a lot of extra effort to make sure we could get a tarp down, as well as uh, their son Craig and uh, Joe Peter, who helped. And your pastor was up on the roof in the midst of those 60-mile-an-hour winds, and I did not fall off. So God's grace is with us still. <clears throat> and uh, I thought there was one other thing I was going to say, but it's slipping my mind right now. So Anyway, grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? On the face of it, Nathaniel's question to his acquaintance Philip can sound at best regionalist and at worst a little racist. Nazareth was in Galilee, a poor, mostly rural region neighboring Judea with mixed company of Jews and Gentiles. Unlike the region that hailed Jerusalem as its capital, Nazareth was a small town in a small country Without much to draw people to it. There were no I Heart Nazareth t-shirts like you would find or you find blanketing tourists streaming out of New York City. And nor are people were people sporting slogans like what happens in Nazareth stays in Nazareth. Those headed up to party in Campbell in Las Vegas. No, Nazareth was an out-of-the-way place with an out-of-the-way reputation. So I read the text this week, though. I heard more than condemnation 
of a small community without much to show for itself. I heard speaking through Nathaniel's commentary on this ancient community, a sense of exasperation more than condemnation. It was as though he heard the name Nazareth, understood its limited potential, and thought with despair. Can anything good actually come from such a meager and depressing place? I suppose it's the times that we are living in. But I immediately paraphrase this question in my mind to say with similar exasperation, pandemic. Can anything good come out of a pandemic? In addition to the novel coronavirus laying bodies low as it attacks our neighbors' lungs and bloodstreams, it has also laid low many businesses, jobs, ministries, hopes, dreams, even people's optimism of the future. Can anything good come out of this? Is a question that I think we will all be reflecting on for years to come. A little over a week ago, insurrectionists stormed the U.S. Capitol for, the only, for only the second time in the U.S. history. Unlike 1814, though, it was not British troops setting fire to our nation's heart of democracy and freedom. It was our fellow countrymen and women thinking that they were somehow defending our nation by attacking the seat of our republic. Can anything good come out of this political violence? Then, this week, as 60 mile an hour winds descended on our valley, the church roof flew off. <laughs> Can anything good come out of Ronan this week? Question that I think I will be pondering for a little while. Perhaps some of these things are just necessary reckonings that we must face. A reason this pandemic has been so disruptive is not because the disease is the worst we have ever seen, but rather because we have become so accustomed to life without epidemics and pandemics. For the first century of our nation's existence, outbreaks were quite common and community shutdowns as well as quarantine measures were expected with regularity whether from yellow fever, dysentery, typhoid, malaria, smallpox, or the hundreds of other diseases that threaten communities and entire states in the first half of our nation's existence. Epidemic and quarantine protocols were expected. As sanitation, waste management, hand washing, bathing, and standards of cleanliness have improved significantly over the past century, we have thankfully seen the, the outbreaks of these types of diseases curtailed. Now though, we are being shown that we are still human. For years now, our country has lived with a dysfunctional division and we have continued to elect leaders who promise to fuel that division instead of quell it. The zero-sum game of treating our neighbors as enemies to be overcome instead of fellow citizens to be listened to and reasoned with has led to devastating consequences. We are paying the price of what happens when toxic rhetoric turns to violent action. As for our roof, well, we are finally reaping the consequences of our roof panels not being secured very well 
years ago. Live and learn, right? Yet, yet there is a much more important reason that Nathaniel's poignant question shows up in our passage. He was basically asking, can good things emerge from the bad? To that, Philip's answer was simple. Come and see. Come and see. In Greek, erku kai ide. Come and see. He did not yet know Jesus from Adam, and all he knew about him was the low reputation of his hometown. He had no idea yet that this Messiah would walk on water, open the eyes of the blind, feed thousands with almost nothing, and heal many others. Jesus was still an unknown stranger from the country, but it was into the unknown the uncertainty that Philip put out the invitation. Come and see. They had no idea yet where this simple call to discipleship would lead them, but they somehow knew that they needed to follow. Come and see. Simple phrase with huge impact. So too, Philip says to us in our own time and place, Come and see. When we ask, can anything good come from this pandemic? Jesus invites us deeper into discipleship by saying with Philip, come and see. When we turn on the news and all we see is riots, division, inaction, and insurrection, and we ask, can anything good come from this political chaos? God invites us forward saying, Come and see. When we have arguments with our friends or family, fail to make the grade, struggle to pay the bills, suffer in isolation, or lose the ones we love. In those moments when we pray to our Lord, God, can anything good come from this moment? Our risen Savior always responds simply and profoundly. Come and see. Even when the roof blows off the Lord's house in the middle of January, and your pastor finds himself praying, Lord, what are you trying to tell us? Can anything good come from our church being exposed to the worst months of winter yet to come? Still God replies, Come and see. There is no telling where the roads of life will lead us. While there are things that we can plan for and goals we can strive to achieve and all that, still things can and do go sideways on us. The way forward is always uncertain with great unknowns along the way. While this uncertainty can bring some suspense, surprise, an opportunity to discover what is next as we go through life can also bring with it many headaches, many heartaches, and conversations with insurance adjusters like the one I had this week. Many of these moments may make us want to say with exasperation like Nathaniel, 
Can anything good come out of Nazareth? It is all too easy for many of us to get stuck in this place of despair and desperation. And life gets hard. I, for one, find myself sharing in this question all too often. Yet, as we perpetually look forward into the uncertainty that the future brings, God calls to us through the words of Philip, saying, Come and see. And when we answer this simple invitation, what is revealed along the way is always better than what we could have imagined. So I say to you now, come and see, my friends. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.